0: No, 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 I know, that's why there were so many people are here, because it's a big deal. Hey. <laughs> This is it. We're rolling here. This is episode 250. We have a live audience here at Acme on a Thursday night. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. Uh, Yeah, it is. uh, We're a Thursday night after the show. It's a little after 10 o'clock. I'm here with Reese Waters, who has never been on this podcast. No. Welcome. You know, so you didn't have this podcast last time I was here a couple years ago. Correct. That was pre. So I think we're figuring out when you were here. That class. was pre podcast. Trying to figure yes. out when we were here. Yep.
1: And we were when we were exchanging girlfriend advice. Uh huh. And I just, I, I I need to figure that out because I want to know where I was at that time okay. and whether I took any of that advice. I'm feeling <laughs> like I probably didn't.
0: Yeah. So uh, before we started recording, I was telling, I was reminding Reese. He didn't remember, but. I, back when I had a radio job last time we was here, for some reason we exchanged phone numbers and mm. were chatting about relationships. I was uh, just like, mo- I had, was moving on to other dates after a marriage broke up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to figure out who I was with. <laughs> we're trying to figure out by when you were here. And I started the podcast in 2012. So it was pre spring 2012. So it was pre
1: spring 2012. So I was almost definitely single at that time. Mm hmm. So life was good. I was probably coming from an arrogant place, and uh, whatever whatever suggestions I was giving you,
0: uh, you know what? That sounds about right.
1: That was because that was like the first time that I started traveling around and headlining. Okay, right, and that was just there was no way a relationship was going to work at that time for me.
0: You left and hit the road. And yeah, she and she was
1: hey, no. I luck. wasn't.
0: I wasn't in one. Oh, okay. I
1: wasn't in one, but. I was like, "There's that would have gone so that would have gone that would been terrible. Mm-hmm. That would have been terrible." I think I'm a good person for not entering into anything that I could not commit to at that time, and that's how I look back on it. I'm like, "Oh, wh- how how honorable and magnanimous of me."
0: Well, you mentioned uh, Tinder Plus, something I've never heard of. Yeah, uh, you mentioned that. So is that does that go like in the first line? I don't know what Tinder Plus looks like, but do you have like a little bio thing? Like, hey, I I held off relationships. I but I was in a bad place. I, I want credit. Tell
1: you, I don't know if they tell you when you're on regular Tinder if the other person is on Tinder Plus. I hope not, because it's not anything that you really want other people to know. What's like, the selling point because, when they say
0: sign up for Tinder Plus? What'd you say? What, what are they? What are they? Uh, you know, what's the description of? Tinder So Plus? the two
1: big things that Tinder Plus gives you, it gives you uh, like an unlimited amount of like super likes. Which is a super like is the up instead of the left or the right, it's the up. Oh, I didn't even know that existed. And I've only super liked one time, and I instantly regretted it because I'm like, that's so thirsty. It's so <laughs> thirsty. So I'm like, I can like, I could see maybe as a girl you can get away with super liking, as a dude like I can't, I can't super like. So that was lost on me. The one good thing was that. It allows you to set your geographical location to wherever you want.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So how that's beneficial is say I was headed to um
0: Minneapolis. I don't know, Miami.
1: Right. <laughs> um I could like set my location to Miami now and then hit the ground. Like once I'm in Miami, like I'm already in media's rest. Like it's uh-huh. like I'm already it's it's already moving. It's not like you <laughs> land and you got to like there's not the mad dash or it's none of that. And um that worked for me in like foreign countries actually. Oh wow. Yeah. That part of it is awesome.
0: We could do that right now. Like you could set that to China yeah and start super liking people and
1: start yeah i yeah the, um
0: i'm in shanghai right now
1: my guess is they have limited super likes in china so maybe that <laughs> might go a different way that, <laughs> okay. that might go better than it normally goes but um yeah that's uh that was a good time i i've i've had good tinder experiences like i haven't had a like really truly bad one i've had really bad ok experiences and i've had really bad match.com experiences
0: um and certainly really bad like Facebook and if you want to go back to MySpace experiences but Tinder eh. like is there is there a correlation between paying for it and the quality of the uh, um, of these dates you're setting up? There was only a correlation.
1: Okay, so I decided that I was going to do that because I had gotten out of a relationship and I just was just super motivated in that particular direction. So I was like, I don't care, I'm going after it. I'm going to make that a priority in my life. Uh-huh. Like when, when, I, when I think about what I want to accomplish and you think about professional uh, achievements and you think about you know, where you want to live, one of them was I want to get after it on Tinder. Like that was literally <laughs> that's where I was okay. at as a priority. So I think because it was such a big priority is why it went well because I was like super aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. But, then, but inevitably, like it has to burn out. It's it's a ton of work. It's a, it is a lot of work. I, that part I will say. Like it does feel good. In fact, so I'm in a relationship now. And
0: where is she now? She's in uh, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Um. So, Lisa Salters. <laughs>
1: so, kind. Of, it's like a, sm- a derivative of Lisa Salters. Oh, is that right? Yeah. She she gives out <laughs> Lisa Salters vibes. Okay. Um. But. Uh, mm. You know, one of the. One of the first things was, like, relief because I'm like, man, well, thank goodness I don't have to sit here and be glued to my phone all the time right? on Tinder.
0: Now, granted...
1: I could have chosen just to not do that when mm-hmm. I was single, but I've never been the kind of person that can moderate my, myself.
0: Right. Uh, so I should be thankful because you may have been like, "I'm not sticking around to do a podcast." I this girl's thinking I've been oh, in Minneapolis oh, for four I, no nights.
1: Way. No way. Right. No way. There's there's zero percent chance you can thank my girlfriend right now because I would have been like, "There would not." Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. He, he's busy. He's I'm, busy. I'm he just got in here. town. What do you mean he's busy? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this good, is good. good, good. I took
1: I took some pictures so we all know what's going on. So as soon as I get back to, them, <laughs> hey, the podcast. This is this is what we did. Uh huh. And yet, as you can see, there's way more dudes than women in this room right now. Oh
0: yeah, 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 including us. Absolutely.
1: Oh, what about that girl on the right? That was her man. <laughs> that was her man.
0: If she listens to this, and Reese did a good job of calling out all the couples in the first like four or five rows as yeah. well. Everybody was pretty um, amenable
1: to it. There was the one couple that was the high school sweethearts. I actually kind of felt bad about that
0: because, well, they, I mean. Do you think it changed her? Do you think her mood changed after that? His did. Yes? Crowd thinks yes? Yeah, they think it did. I just...
1: I don't know. I, I, I couldn't allow them to feel good about themselves. And I think that was, I couldn't allow them to feel better about themselves than everybody else and certainly than me. So I had to like say something.
0: This is what happens uh, for people that weren't in the show. A They were sitting in, the, a couple sitting in the front row. He asked them how long they'd been together. Well, they said, the, how they met, high school sweethearts. High school sweethearts. How long you've been together? 12 years. Yep. Are you married? Boop. No, no. Yeah, no. Didn't see that one coming. No. No. Um So, yeah, I said, all
1: right. So, you know, that's leveled the playing field. So now I feel better about my choices because clearly – I did not keep anything moving anywhere approaching twelve years.
0: Is there? Uh, I was sitting over to the left here, and uh, when I first came in, I was not trying to eavesdrop, but I could hear the the fellows behind me talking, and they were talking about their seats. Okay. They were like, you know, well, there's really last time I was here, you know, blah blah. blah really, not a bad seat in the house. I like that we're over to the side and up front, though, not right dead center, mm-hmm. Cause, and of course, they were talking about they didn't want to get talked to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I try and keep it loose, you know, and fun. Like, I definitely don't want anybody to walk away feeling that they were picked on, right. you know, or antagonistic in a way. Because then I'll, that will affect me, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm getting that energy right from the front of the stage, that will affect me. So I kind of need everybody
0: to be cool For sure. up front. Don't you think that there there's a there's people that they're only you know what they've seen of people getting you know harassed in the front couple rows? Is something on TV where it's like somebody's whole act is kind of based on that? Like well, you see, don't need to put Reese Waters in that. No.
1: I, so where it can become problematic is that some shows you have people that are can get nasty, like can get drunk. Not nasty because of anything I did. They just are drunk and they're just yelling stuff and the way to shut that down is you know you might give them a little bit of attention but you move away from it like you go plow through your material but i really like talking to the crowd Mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's become part of my style so that's becomes an issue for me if people are going you know if people are actually saying too much and getting a little bit too loud because i don't want to empower them but that's also kind of what i do mm-hmm. so i it forces, it kind of forces me to play you know it's like i'm a passing team and you're forcing you're forcing me to just run you know run <laughs> like run that. run it's yeah, like yeah. you know i can do that but it's it's a lot harder and it's a lot less fun
0: i uh and then in talking to the crowd tonight um the thing about grandma or mom with putting the whoopings on, yeah, and the guy <laughs> who yeah. like basically raised his hand and was volunteering that uh, information personally was sitting right in front of me. There, I couldn't believe dad was right next to him—the one that had yeah. administered.
1: Dad was there. And, <laughs> Unbelievable. And, you know, it's really odd how most people that got spanked as children think look fondly upon it. It's really weird because. I remember every time I got spanked as a kid going to my room and trying to f- like hatch a plan to run away and to either to go to the authorities, or like, I remember one time I remember one time I had a thought where I was like, "You know, I just I'm in, ge- I'm in geometry right now, and I feel like that's about all the math I need to know. I think I could probably <laughs> run away right now and get a job just at this point. With Uh just my basic geometry. (laughs) That was actually a thought that I had. Um, And then, you know, you get older and you're like, okay, well, I guess it could have been way worse than what it was. I kind of, you know, respect my parents' choices in that way. Now, what happens when I'm a parent? That will be the huge. That's the big dun-dun-dun. Because obviously, if I got my ass whooped, I don't have a huge problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I really don't. But um, nobody that I've dated w- agreed with that at all. You're but de- it, it never got to that point, so you're de- I haven't had to fight that battle.
0: You are dead on about people look that had it done to them that grew up like that and look back. It, it, as someone who didn't grow up like that, it does surprise me how people look back on that so fondly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Adrian Peterson thing, like when that happened, you know, I w- had the, worked on the radio show, and you know, some of my coworkers was just like, oh, you know, it's just that same thing. Anyway, when that came up tonight, first thing I popped in my head was AP. That th- and I- then it came out, they're from Texas. So is AP. Okay, so
1: AP occurred to me also while I was talking about that. And that's one of those situations where you just look around, you see which way the wind is blowing, and you're like, <laughs> right? I'm not walking off that cliff. Uh-huh. So like, so the AP story popped out, and you had a bunch of people like me that got spangled, Like, Oh, I don't see what the big deal is. Blah, blah. Oh, fired. Yeah. Black ball, black right. blah, blah blah and I'm right. like, Yeah, I'm just not gonna address this situation. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. just I'm just gonna keep it real low. So I'm like, all right, well this is how I feel about it, but I'm not I'm not
0: putting it on front street. That fair fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. We're uh so we're trying to figure out how long it's been since you've been here, but uh I think you have a good re- you were Yeah, are yeah, working full time in between that last time you were here and then now. Yeah,
1: I was working uh I've been I've done uh, a show with Danny Cannell on ESPNU. And the former then, QB? Yep. Former former New York Giants and Florida State quarterback. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm trying to see, looking up my email while I speak. Oh, when, okay. When exactly I was here. Um, and then doing stuff for SportsCenter. So
0: that's how I spent like my last couple of years. I saw you. Did you have a job for the Weather Channel or something? Because yeah. I think I saw you. I'd be like, is that what the. Yeah. What is going on here? The what? He's that, a comedian. It was weird. Man. Weather Channel. That was a weird
1: thing. That was a weird thing. Now, now I understand why. When you you see players that hang on too long, like like Patrick Ewing with the Supersonics, or Sean Kemp with the Orlando Magic, or something, or even AP right now. Um, with Let's the hope. Saints, like? Hope. Why would he play for the Saints? Well, you know what they're paying me to play for the Saints. I'm like, yo, why would you go to the weather channel? Well, you know what they was paying me to go to the weather channel. I was like, all right, fine. I'll wake up early in the morning and and go do that thing. Nobody's gonna see it. Like I'll be perfectly <laughs> fine. And I went up. There. I had the radio
0: job. I was up early. Yeah, so that your demo.
1: It was uh, it was actually a lot of fun because it, it it was cool to be, you know, in, anywhere where I'm doing sports, I'm always with sports people. But it was fun to be the sports guy because I just got to create – I got to kind of dictate people's opinions on stuff, which is, like, weirdly empowering. And just got them – like, whatever my whims were about, oh, that team sucks. Like, blah, blah, blah. This is how you need to feel about this. Were you ever sent to Minneapolis for some assignment for that? No. I was sent – the closest I ever came was – how far away is Green Bay? Yeah. Far. Nine hours? Yeah, not close. Chicago, oh, far. far. That's farther. Okay, those are by the closest okay. that I've okay. been. Um, and I even did a. I did one in England, like uh, for the for the English Premier League. We did a thing on Leicester City. Oh, so wow. I went out to Leicester and like watched a game and stuff. It was pretty fun. What do you know about soccer? Um, I'm learning. I'm learning about soccer. I cannot watch a game, but that doesn't that doesn't make it any difference than baseball. So. Um, uh, I like soccer. I feel like soccer makes me feel more cultured. Yeah. It makes me feel more cosmopolitan as <laughs> like, just as a human being. Uh-huh. So I feel like knowing about soccer, like, I feel like it just, if soccer's on in the background, that's like my version of classical music, you know, <laughs> when people have classical music yeah. on and they can act all erudite. I just put on soccer. You
0: could throw golf in there for that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. get to that point. We have a uh, we have a professional soccer team in Minnesota now. Really? Yeah. Wait, what the? Um, in the M- M- MLS? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't know that. The Minnesota United. Oh, the M N U F C. It was very creative. Yeah. Right. The yeah. Loons. What are they called? The Loons. The Loons. Loons. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Now is that that has nothing to do with? Is that the same loon that they use in Canada, like the loony? Oh, like the money? The money. No, yeah, they uh, have a loon on them, Yeah, no, why they call them the loonies. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They, yeah, I think the $1 bill is the loonie because there's a loon. And the 2 dollar bill is the toonie, because it's
0: two. I know that when people from Canada buy beers from me, like at a Minnesota Wild game, they have a hard time counting out the money, because a lot of them will tell me, they're all the same color. Yeah. How do you guys do this? They're all the same color.
1: I never know how much money I have when I go to Canada. I just have to trust people. (laughs) Right. That this is the right amount of change. (laughs) Yeah. That they gave me. Uh I remember being upset one time. I spent $20 at McDonald's for $8 of food, and they gave me a bunch of change, and I just... Slowly walked away Like like, I don't know how much This this could be 45 cents I have no idea what this is
0: Let's talk about the uh, I know it recently ended Sorry about that But the ESPN job Had to have been pretty sweet It
1: was a sweet job And you know what's fun Is when you can get Laid off publicly That's always the best That's always the best Like I did a show The following week and literally after the show, everybody's like, yeah, so how you doing? I'm like, this is just the worst energy to have in a comedy show at all. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even give a homeless dude money now. He's like, yo, I read the newspaper. I know you need that more than I do. You go ahead and hold on to that, player. The worst was, uh, so when I, so the show I did with Danny Cannell, it was Unite. That show was at midnight. So my schedule was, I would typically get home around one30 and I wouldn't go to sleep until like 4 or 5 because nobody wants to go to sleep as soon as you get home. Like no. It doesn't matter what time you, no, wh- what time you work. So I go to sleep at like 4 or 5 and I wake up around noon. So Deadspin, which is a sports blog, Deadspin, mm-hmm. broke a story that the show was canceled at like 8.30 in the morning. So when I, by the time I woke up at noon, I had calls, texts, and emails from... Work colleagues oh, no. from family no. members from high school people like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, well, I'm like, really? This is how this is going to go down. Right. Everybody knew I lost my job before I did. That was the absolute worst. Now, this one. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm still I haven't written a joke about this yet, but this is just kind of how everything came about. So my dad had been in and out of the hospital. Um, in the last couple months, right? okay, and so I had been working on a lot of stuff with ESPN because that kind of allowed me to feel some sense of normalcy. You know, it was kind of like a good distraction for me. <clears throat> and he was a huge fan of ESPN, so you know, even when he was there in the hospital, you know, he was he was watching it. You mm-hmm. know, that was that was like him, you know, kind of watching me do my thing. So yeah. it, it kind of served a dual purpose. And he, you know, he. De- deteriorated really um, throughout the year, and we finally lost him like the week before the layoff happened. Oh my goodness! So the day of the layoff, I I just decided to ride a train. I don't know why I decided to ride a train. But I just I just thought it'd be fun. This is like different. I ride a train down to North Carolina where he was with my mom. So I got the train in New York. We picked up my mom in D.C. and we're riding down to North Carolina. And I got the call from my agent just saying, yeah, man, I got some really shitty news. And I couldn't really have the conversation because, like, I'm on the train. And even in that moment, like, I'm not going to be a dick that's, like, talking on the phone on the train. Meanwhile, the lady behind me is talking about God knows what. Like, what happened at church two weeks ago <laughs> <Right>. on speakerphone? <laughs> and I'm, like, hearing about my job on my way to my dad's funeral. And I'm like, I, I have to call you back. Like, I can't be rude. And, like, wow. Uh, so that happened. And I'm still trying to figure out, like, one, one of the interesting things about that is that I feel like ESPN gets a bit of a pass in the anger that I feel towards them. Because, you know, a lot of people that hear that story are like, like, how could they do something like that? And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, I feel like on some level, we're all searching for some form of parental approval, right? And... My That was, like, the greatest thing ever to my dad that I worked for ESPN. Like, greater than anything I could do standard-wise, probably business-wise. Short of being a Redskin,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: probably, like, the single greatest thing I could have ever done. Uh-huh. And it's rare to have a job that gives you that sense of parental satisfaction. Absolutely. And so I was reflecting upon that at the same time as all of this... Other anger and disappointment about being let go, and I think the first feeling kind of won out, and I was like, "Okay, well." At the end of the day, like it was all like I can I can wash my hands of those and feel good about the work that I did and, mm-hmm. like, in both of those arenas. So that's how that went. Wow. Hmm.
0: I thank you for sharing that. Wow. We're fresh, man. When did uh? When did the dream of being a Redskin die? That's the real question. So. Did I did any of you guys play football? You
1: play football? Like when did you start playing professional football? Oh, not professional. When did you start playing organized football? I was kinda on and off for a couple years. I didn't I guess I didn't really start until my freshman year of high school. So this is the thing. So I used to play football in the neighborhood as a kid, and I was fucking I was awesome. I was awesome. Like I was fast, like I, I had long arms, like I was I was a really good football player. Now as time goes by, obviously, like I didn't I didn't grow to a suitable football size, so I'm kind of small. So I became less good in the neighborhood, but still, like, you know, I could play and everything. I go and try and play organized football and I put on a helmet. And I'm like, is this really what football players are looking at when they I can't see anything. Yeah. I can't see anything. It's like a little. Square. Rect- like a little rectangle in front of my face. I'm getting ear left and right because I have no peripheral vision yeah. whatsoever. And I'm like, how does anybody play like this? I could not. It, like, I literally could not figure it out. So every time they put, I played JV football for one year and I played in four plays. One play I was the running back and I fumbled. I went to the wrong hole and ran. I did. I basically did the version of the butt fumble, but luckily I was much, a lot lower profile, so I'm not known for that. Nice. So I did that one. It was one play I was a defensive back. And not only did. You know what it looked like? If you play Madden and you choose the defensive back, and once the ball is snapped, you just run around aimlessly. Like that's what it looked like. Cause I could not find where the receiver was because I got no peripheral vision. Right. So. I get burned for a long touchdown, but they was holding on the line, so they called it back, and they ended up taking me out. And the other two plays, that was inconsequential. So that was my four play football career, and that's where the dream died. Nice. And also, we played a game. We played one game in you know it, you play football in the fall, so it gets gradually colder as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. I think it's like early November, and it was like a monsoon. It was just it was raining, and I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. No part of this. I'm like I. I literally contemplated just walking off the field. Like I don't need this. I don't.
0: I, I'm not going to do this. I have the saddest anti or uh, quitting football story ever. I, I just wanted to play to hang out with my friends. I didn't even really want to get in the games. You know, mm-hmm. look at you. I. You know. We had similar size. Like it's. It's just I wasn't hurting anybody. I, I was the one that was going to get hurt. I. Uh, the guy that was the quarterback in sixth grade. Uh, got hurt and couldn 't play anymore, and the coach thought I was the right fit to take over a quarterback nice. I never showed up again that I, was it that was it
1: now see this is a question that I grapple with. Do you want to play in garbage time because when I would play so basketball was uh like my football story on steroids, like I was even better basketball player and and like, both organized and non, but still, like, couldn't really get organized basketball. Like, if I have plays I have to remember, I'm done. Okay. If we're just playing, I could play. Now, they, they would have these, like, my dad would coach a lot, and so he would try and, like, hook me up and, like, try and throw me in the game so I could look good. And I'm like, Dad, I don't look good going into a 30-point blowout at the end of the game, and I'm clearly the worst player on the floor. <laughs> You know, the other team is angry, so they're like actively trying to make it as as bad for me as humanly possible. I'm yeah. like, "Yo, it's embarrassing. I would rather not play than just play at garbage time." And so, it got to the point where I start to discourage people from coming. Like, you know, my family, "Oh, you like we're so good. Like, you know, I can't wait to see you play basketball." I'm like, "You you know I'm garbage. You know I'm garbage. Why do you think I, that would make me feel good right. for you to come watch me suck at something?" Mm-hmm. And it was it was it was also like that like when I started stand up too cuz like when you first start stand up, everybody is so intrigued and they want to come. I'm like, no, I'm awful. Do you?
0: I don't want you to see me be awful at something. Like, wait until I actually feel good about it, and then we can then we can talk. Was that Mike Early laughing really hard there yeah. about <laughs> about uh, sucking at the beginning, not wanting people to show up? Yeah. 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 Sure. Well, sure. and
1: then and people are like, because uh, I get this sometimes in my personal life too, because. I'm not like super outgoing and bombastic when I'm off stage. And people are like, oh, well, you know, you can get up in front of people. You can get up in front of strangers and talk. I'm like, yeah. If that doesn't go well, I just get to leave and pretend like the whole thing never happened. Mm-hmm. I'll never see any of those people. Yeah, But if it's people that I know, like family members and stuff, that stays with me forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a show. One One of the first headlining gigs I did was at the Arlington Draft House, which is in Arlington, Virginia, just outside of D.C. And so some of my uh, classmates found out about it, and they went, and it went okay. But I put so much pressure on myself to kill this show because I'm thinking to myself, this is for your whole legacy, like, when people talk about, oh, Reese is a comedian, you kind of get a pass and people assume you're pretty good because you've accomplished stuff. But if they actually see you and you're not, that's it. Like, that's the story. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I saw him. He's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he talked about
0: his butt. Like, it wasn't very
1: good. <laughs> and so, it's like, when you put all that pressure on yourself, like, it, it's it's not it's not good.
0: Hey, did, uh, did you see the story that was going around today uh, about there may be a professional flag football league coming?
1: No, I did not know
0: that. Yeah somebody's got some money he's putting behind it he wants to have eight teams and the idea is to pick off players that don't make nfl teams and and they're going to do an exhibition in the next i don't know the next few months or something. And Michael Vick and Justin Forsett, remember the running back? Yeah. They're, they've already agreed to play Oh, one well, that's kind of cool. So
1: that's like the football version of the, the Big Three or whatever that yes, Ice Cube I, is doing?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I heard that. I read that reference. And I don't know what that is. It's So the Big Three is basically like a
1: three-on-three league that's run by Ice Cube, and it's filled with a bunch of players. They have to be over 30 is the rule. So it's like a bunch of players that like – are just out of the league that are, were really popular. So Allen Iverson is, like, their star guy. Oh, okay. So yeah. he has a team, and I think Marbury's on it, and I think, you know, they had a couple other guys that are on it. So um, that's pretty interesting. You guys headed out? Yeah. yeah. No, I saw that happening. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Don't feel bad. got to work in the morning. No, I appreciate you guys for hanging out, man. That was really cool. <laughs> Good shout night, out, everyone. Shout out to – what am I shouting out? Madison, Wisconsin? Yeah. Shout out to Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Woo-woo. There you go. I won't I won't feel so I forgive now I forgive Wisconsin for beating Kentucky in the semifinals that year. That was that was one of the worst days of sports. Not that I'm such a big Kentucky fan, it's just like we we waited all year to watch Kentucky play Duke. And then they stumble right in the semifinal game and I was so mad. And I'm like, "Wisconsin, if you beat Kentucky, you better beat Duke. You better beat Duke. Right. Do not beat Kentucky and then sit here and lay an egg in a chair. And, of course, they did. Mm-hmm. Of course they did.
0: I feel the same way about the uh, one of my Minnesota Wild Loss the St. Louis Blues. Like, I want you to win the Stanley Cup now. Yeah. And that didn't happen. That, yeah, well, hockey's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, what your Washington, D.C. sports. Hockey's dead to me. Hockey's dead to you? <laughs> you know, it's
1: rare that you have a team that— you say nothing matters until the playoffs. Like you kind of get this with like LeBron's Cavs team and like the Warriors with Kevin Durant kind of thing. But they've won titles. Like normally, when teams win titles and they're, it's like oh, well, nothing matters until the playoffs. So it's rare that you have a team that has not won a title that you feel that way about. And that's the Capitals. And yeah, it's, it's at a point where, like I t- I I tweeted. I was went on a bit of a tweet storm. I saw um, that. And I said, you know, I feel like the Capitals stumble don't elicit the same anger that the Redskins stumbles do. But I don't know who should feel worse about that. Like, I don't know if, like, the Redskins, the fact that I just get so disgusted with them, but the fact that I get disgusted with them means I have some level of expectation. Yeah. The fact true. that I so willingly accept the Capitals' failures is like I just have completely given up any hope of you making me happy in the future.
0: Well, they have zero championships, correct? In their history?
1: Yeah, they have zero. They've only been. In the finals once, which is the Peter Bondra team. Yes. Uh, and Oli the goalie. And they got run over by the Red Wings. That was during the Fedorov-Iserman uh, dynasty year.
0: I scored so many goals using uh, Peter Bondra in NHL. Oh, did you really? Uh, like 93, 94, 95. My oh, team
1: yeah. was the Avs during that team. I mean, I always liked the Capitals, but growing up in D.C., you you uh, you adopt other teams. So for, for <laughs> me, it was the Lakers, the Red Sox, the Avalanche.
0: Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um let's see what I have baseball. What? Oh, football I never really did, but now I, I kind of have adopted the Ravens a little bit. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, because since they weren't around when the Redskins were, were there, there's not that natural rivalry. It's not like a Giants Jets thing. Sure. But then during the Redskins decline, which is is twenty five years in county, um, in the nineties when we started to decline. You would still, because where my family is in Prince George's counties is is we're well within the D.C. market, Mm -hmm. but because we're in Maryland, we would pick up Ravens games. Oh, okay. So it actually gave us, like, watchable football. (laughs) So it was like a gift, (laughs) you know, just to be able to watch the other team be good. You know, they never affected us. They were in the other conference. So I'm like, okay, all right, we'll go Ravens. Like, I never never had any ill will towards it. And they're a great organization, Ozzie Newsome. Yeah, for sure. You know, Harbaugh,
0: like, they're, you know. They're a super class organization, so. Won a Super Bowl with St. Paul's own Matt Burke at center. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. Um, I uh, The Super Bowl, the next one, you know, is going to be here in Minneapolis. Is it really? Yeah. Now, t- how do you feel about the outdoor Super Bowls? Out- well, it's not. This like one's the- indoor.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Wait,
0: and you guys have the stadium that had the, that the birds were flying into? That's correct. Isn't that right? And the, and the panels outside are falling off to this day. Did they fix that? No the bird thing. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the. I'm not sure. But why? So this is the great the great question. Is
1: why wouldn't you use that to your advantage the way that Green Bay does? That you play in arctic temperatures as the season goes along because that's your home team advantage if you just make it a dome i guess it can turn into a home team advantage if it's super loud
0: like seattle yeah but we had that at the metrodome very loud yeah mhm all right. Well. Uh I think it's because we've all been uh, pussified, is that the word? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Because I, I like I told you, like I have the job selling beers at these uh, sporting events. I worked at the Metrodome. I worked Vikings games there. When the, they tore the place down and were building the new one, they went and played outside over at uh U of, the University of Minnesota campus. Got gotcha. And we had some of the coldest I mean, I'm where I was wearing long underwear. I was wearing uh fleece pants. Uh uh, like a snowmobile suit yeah. covering my face when it was, you know, 20 below windshield at one of the games. That's crazy. Yeah, that was the day that uh, Bud Grant walked out in short sleeves to flip oh, the coin yeah. before the game. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, my experience with those kinds of
1: temperatures, okay, so I've been up to Winnipeg several times, and what it is for me, like once you get past like 20 degrees, it kind of feels the same. It's just the amount of time that you can tolerate it. Yeah. So, like, the, the worst I was ever in was minus, it's disputed. I say it was minus 30, but my friend who I was with says that it was more like minus, like, 18 or 19. But whatever. <laughs> 18. <laughs> um, I went out to smoke a cigarette. And I'm all bundled up. Like, I have all my stuff. I go out and smoke a cigarette. I walk outside. I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. By the time I light the cigarette, I'm like, all right, it's kind of cold. By the time I'm two puffs in, I feel like if I don't get in immediately, I'm going to pass out in the snow. Uh-huh. So, like, it felt fine. I just could only take it for 60 seconds.
0: Yeah. I'm going to the uh, Twins game tomorrow. One of my kids, is uh, their school choir, is going to sing the seventh inning stretch over at the Twins game tomorrow night. Nice. They're They're predicting, like, 55 for a high. I'm already, like, dreading. Like, man... What happened to the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, was it? So it had been warm before yeah. I came? Yes. That's brutal. Yes, and it will
1: be right after you leave. That's brutal. <laughs> I was just I was just telling I was just telling them that, that you know, it finally got hot. I waited for the East Coast summer or the East Coast spring and then I leave and now I'm missing. You got me missing 3 days of my East Coast spring yeah. right now to come out to these. So Coast. you're living in New York right now? Uh, I actually finally made the jump to New Jersey. You did. So I'm okay. like right across the
0: right across. For all intents and purposes, yeah, I live in New York. But. Okay, and when you and like you said, the your lady friend is in Connecticut. Yeah, like, that's where I was living. So I, close was, to I was living uh, close to ESPN. Bristol, yeah, so I was living in,
1: in Hartford. I left in November, and I still kept the job. I just didn't have to be there um, to, you know, I was most of my stuff was on the road, so it was much better for me to be in New York near three big boy airports than. <laughs> the little tiny little boy airport that you have in Hartford that they had to get Springfield Massachusetts to co-sign for cuz they <laughs> thought Hartford might pawn it in the middle of the night or something so uh so I moved in November so I've been gone okay. but that was a relationship that started when I was in Connecticut so she's still up there
0: okay i've always wondered um is there because you know Bristol is the town that ESPN is yep. in, right? I don't know. Like, I couldn't find that on a map just automatically. I don't. know the I know airport. where New York is. GPS doesn't know where it is. Either. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. perfect. So I've always wondered: is there like a place where they, you know, like, hey, here's the condo we have. All our we stick all of our employees. Where does everybody live? That um, does everybody have to live close to Bristol now, to work at ESPN? You mean
1: employees at large, or you mean like the on camera people, like
0: the on camera people? So
1: the on camera people. Typically, live in West Hartford or Hartford. Okay, West Hartford. So they have this—they have this terrible division where, like, if you—if you have a city, okay, you have a city. Your city has a downtown. Your city has a hood, and your city has like a sprawling, like really upscale area. If you just cut off the sprawling upscale area and call it a new town it would be West Hartford. Okay. And All the right. rest of it is left as just being regular Hartford. Uh, regular. It's really unfair to regular <laughs> Hartford. But that's 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 the way they did it. And so uh they mostly will live in there and then the people that are married with kids and stuff can cuz you know, Connecticut is very um suburban. You know, it's it's very, you know, it's it's made for married with children. So they have okay. great. Little hamlets and places. So the ones that are married with kids, the older ones can live almost anywhere, but the the core, you know,
0: younger group, people that want to get after it, it's like West Hartford. Okay, Hartford. Yeah. okay. What is the? Uh, I'm going through like uh, all the notes. I... oh, I know. Were you were were you living in D.C. and you actually mentioned it uh, briefly on stage tonight when the bullets changed to the wizards?
1: Let me think. That happened in the. Midnight. I think
0: I. It was in the mid '90s, like '97, I think.
1: I think I was in. I was in high school.
0: Yeah, I was living there. I did a little research on that. Do you remember? And this, this, I don't know. This strikes me as funny. There was a vote, an online vote, after they had five finalists. Yeah, and you had to pay a dollar to make the phone call.
1: I didn't know you had to pay a dollar. The dollar supposedly
0: went to charity. But you had to right. pay a dollar to call in to vote for your favorite uh mascot see, name.
1: It was BS because they claim that Bullets was too violent. But all it really was about was that we were a no nothing, garbage, unaccountable franchise mm-hmm. that nobody would dare wear your colors if they weren't a Die Hard Bullets fan. And even Die Hard Bullets fans wouldn't even wear it. Mm-hmm. And so they they look and they see the, you know. All these new franchises, these new teams coming with these really cool mascots and these really cool color schemes. Remember teal was the big thing in the nineties because we of the Charlotte had, Hornets? We
0: had it in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey, there you go. So we like teal. teal
1: became the thing. Mm-hmm. It was just a lame attempt to try and capitalize on this whole new marketing scheme when this when all of a sudden all this apparel became big business, these yeah. jerseys You're and right. all that kind of stuff. That's all it was. And then we get this really lame teal and gold. In white color scheme with a wizard like that ever. it's It was terrible.
0: Wizard. It's terrible. Do you remember the other names that were in the running? I looked it up. No. Sea Dogs. <laughs> I don't know what it is
1: about Sea Dogs, but I think Washington has another, like a semi-pro team called the Sea Dogs. Probably.
0: That sounds very semi-pro yeah. or minor league. Yeah. Sea Dogs. Express. Right. Right stallions come on like
1: uh, <laughs> come yeah. on that's terrible yeah, yeah man. that is terrible <laughs> that is fucking okay terrible. all right i got i got a, i
0: gotta joke to you about names of teams <laughs> and then the last one I, I in this list here was dragons which come on that's, no
1: that's, dragons uh, is like wizards now wizards is probably better than all of those but they're still still terrible now when i was a kid when i was a kid we used to joke with each other and if somebody's team sucked we would call them, like, a name. Like, you look like... So, for my... The the worst name that I could possibly come up with, like, the most lame nickname I could think of, was Bobcats. Bobcats? I thought Bobcats was the worst. Uh-huh. And no less than five, six years later, there's an actual professional team uh-huh. calling themselves the Bobcats.
0: Shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. I was going to say that was that Goldie Hawn movie. But that was Wildcats. Wildcats, yeah. Wildcats, not... You know. Yep. You uh, I was I watched some of those uh videos that you posted on Twitter reacting to some of the games. Some um and you had jerseys on. Yeah. What's your collection look like? Pretty
1: good now actually
0: because of traveling
1: around and doing these fan pieces. So I've started to like collect and accumulate. So um you know, I got my core DC teams. All of them? Um Yeah. Oh, I don't have DC United. But yeah, I have I have my um I have my Ov jersey, I have my uh John Wall jersey, and then I have uh Bryce Harper, and then I have John Riggins and Doug Williams, because no current Redskin I would have their jersey. Okay. Um I do have an RG three jersey, which is just shamefully sits in the back. <laughs> and then when it comes to the outside teams, so I wanna get somebody that I won't ever like, have an issue with, right. like, there won't be an Aaron Hernandez situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I tend to go towards older, retired players. That's the safest thing. Um, I feel like that's the safest way to go. But I also kind of want to be unique, too. Like, I don't want to be, like, too best. So, like, I have, like, a Penny Hardaway Orlando Magic jersey, and, you know, I have... Um... Oh, you didn't hear what he did? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he got shot in the leg. That's what he did. Um, you know, I have, like, a, you know... A Brett Favre of jersey oh, or like that. Don't kind of say stuff. that around here. But like, I can't figure out. Oh, you just reminded me of something. I I haven't been able to figure out what to do with the Vikings because I'm uh, like ideally I'm trying to hit all of the major three. Like, in terms, of, in terms of hockey, I'm not going to hit all 30 in hockey. But I do have, I mean, I got two Gretzkys. I got the Edmonton and the, the L.A. Kings. Wow. I have, the, um, I have a Mark Messier Rangers. I have a Jonathan Taves, which I had to get Sarah Spain to give me advice on what uh, Chicago Blackhawks jersey to get because I didn't want Bobby Hull and I didn't want Patrick Cade. So I'm like, okay. So I got the Taves jersey. Nice. Um and then what else? I ha- oh, I have a Gordie Howe Hartford Whalers jersey, Wow. which is one of my favorites cuz you know, Hartford um the only time they had ever had any pride was when um Gordie Howe played there. Right,
0: right. Um, then he was 45.
1: I have like a Steve Eiserman uh jersey. Uh, so like I like I've done pretty well with the hockey. But I'm trying to hit you know, baseball, basketball, and football. I'm trying to clean out the the major knock-off the teams. And from Minnesota, I'm over, and it's one of the few markets hmm. that I have no jerseys for any of their teams, because for for the Vikings, it seems like AP or AD, which it makes no sense. He should be AP, whatever. It seems like Adrian Peterson makes them is makes the most sense, and his is actually discounted now because he just yes. left. Yes, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. You know, I guess in. Tenish, ish 15-ish years when he's, like, a Hall of Fame running back, like, I get, it'll be
0: mm-hmm. – I'm sure it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Just, like, right now it's not the best. Eh, yeah. You There's know? a lot of
0: people that put those away a few years ago.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that lady that dressed up as it for Halloween, like, that year? when It was, it was like, on? the next day.
0: Yeah. um. She then, brought a switch to the game she did. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay,
1: so, no, I got, I, you know, I got a bone to pick with you, Minnesota. And matter of fact, you know, I'm glad I remember this because I'm going to bring this up tomorrow on stage. So I go to the Mall of America. There's a sports store in the Mall of America that has equal space for Vikings, Bears, and Packers. Unacceptable. <laughs> Completely unacceptable. Unacceptable. Do you think that there's equal time given to the Vikings in Chicago sports stores? Not a chance. Do there's you think zero. there's
0: anything purple in a Green Bay sports store? No. Unless it's right on the border of Minnesota. Have some pride about yourself, Minnesota. I I, I have no connection to that place, and I uh, I hope they close up. It was a debacle. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. No, that's disgusting. Yeah. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. You've had some rough time. Wait, what what about Chris Carter? How about a Chris Carter jersey? Or did uh, you cross paths with him? <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to say.
1: <laughs> no, no. Like, I, like I interacted with him, like a few times. I feel like when you meet somebody, then it's not as cool. Sure, sure. You know, like mm-hmm. for instance, for instance, um, when Jerry Rice was working for ESPN, um, I had I had a few encounters with him, which were fine. And then I go out to San Francisco to go do a Super Bowl piece when the you know the um, the who played in the Super Bowl the um, the Broncos and the Panther or, and the Panthers yeah that one was in. Um, um San Mateo or whatever is San Francisco basically. Yeah. Um so I had to get a a 49ers jersey and Rice was my guy growing up. Sure. But I felt corny getting a jersey of a dude that like I kind of knew. Like yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I went Montana. Yeah. Like I couldn't go young either. So I had to go Montana I, oh, had, that's to go, right. I had to go shape-ups over the two guys <laughs> on the ESPN. <laughs> shape-ups. And I
0: had to go shape-ups. <laughs> Uh, I got another. Uh, how about Alan Page for a Vikings jersey? Yeah, that, Supreme be, that Court Justice. Yeah, huh?
1: You know what I really want is Moss, but they haven't made it. They haven't like reissued the Moss Vikings throwback. Like you could have it if you originally bought it, but I don't think they've they've like put it back out. But that's the one that I really want.
0: There's a, he was my guy. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he was my guy. There, you know, you have two more days here. There's a lot of thrift stores. You could find a monster. <laughs> oh, really? Is he in such bad standing here? Uh, I don't know. But he
1: might be your greatest. He's probably your greatest player of all time. Maybe. No, come on. Maybe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's definitely. He's the only people you could. Okay. You maybe could argue Page. You could maybe argue Peterson. You could maybe argue Carter. Of all four of them, I'm probably taking Moss. Okay. I, you
0: would disagree? I uh, I, I was a, as, as big of a prick as I hear Chris Carter was. Uh, he uh, he was amazing. He was amazing before Randy Moss showed up. Right. Uh, yeah, Moss was dynamic. I don't know. I, my opinion of him is, is, I'll admit, it's tainted from what a dick he was when he was here.
1: What did he do? Straight cash, homie? Everybody
0: loves straight cash, <laughs> homie.
1: Moon in Green Bay?
0: We right. didn't love moon and Green I love Bay. the moon and Green Bay. I love the moon and Green Bay. I'll admit that I'm a big boss guy.
1: I, love, I think mean, granted, he was never like on my team, but I rooted for the Vikings when he was when he was with them. You know, I never really had any sort of disdain towards the Vikings. I think I like their color scheme. Like, I like the I like the deep purple mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, even when you guys were in our way, when we last won the title, our last run in '91, we had to go no, the one before that. Eighty seventh, we had to go through the Anthony Carter. I think both. Time, I think maybe both times we went through the Vikings. But like that Anthony Carter, oh, Eric Kramer well. team that we beat, Tommy Kramer. Oh, uh, Tommy Kramer. Yep. Um, I like that team.
0: Darren like, Nelson dropped the pass. I didn't have we any Will towards him. Yeah, we no, would have won. You
1: weren't gonna win. Yeah, we would have
0: won. You weren't Darren gonna Nelson win. That's just the look. Everybody Going can point the to why they lost,
1: but yeah. you weren't gonna. You, it's not.
0: It's not <laughs> gonna happen. I worked at the Metrodome when the last, uh was was that the last time the Redskins won the World Series and they beat Buffalo? Uh yeah, 91. Yeah. yeah. I worked at that. Terrible. Uh-huh. 91. With your boy Doug Williams I, Or no, that wasn't Williams. That was uh Ripping 91 Rippin. was ripping. Rippin. Yeah. ripping Williams and then Theismann before that. That's right. That's right. Hey, I uh, I want to ask you you're doing another thing I saw that popped up on Twitter is you're doing uh, little some videos with was that an old coworker you're doing these with? Yeah, with,
1: with Robin Lumberg. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So he was a guy we did a radio show together. And we had a pretty
1: good chemistry, and we wanted to keep that going. So we did a video called Laid Off with Robin and Reese. Yeah. And those we do – right now we do them at 3 p.m. Eastern every single day and then throw them on social and throw them on YouTube. Now we've amassed – I think we just finished the third week of it. Okay. So it's like a lot of these videos now. But it's people seem to like it. It's just like a it's basically a daily FaceTime call it's like the simplest thing in the world yeah we connect like 10 minutes before and like work work something out about wh- where we're gonna go and what we're gonna talk about and then we just do it and it's like, so when
0: it's like two and a half minutes that's what I'm watching that's the whole
1: thing that well yes because 220 I've learned is the longest video you can upload to Twitter
0: oh 220. so we okay. made
1: that our
0: okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah. longest
1: right. possible video that we can make I mean we could do it longer and put it on other things but
0: it's every day. It doesn't need to be longer than 220. Sure. And you mentioned, uh you referenced Brett Favre earlier, and I watched one the other day that had Jen Sturger. Yeah. How do you, did you work, did you work with, how yeah. you know her? Well, because when
1: all of that hit, we were hosting a show together on the Now Defunct Versus Network, and we both take... Uh, personal responsibility and ending the entire network not just the show What they couldn't just cancel the show they were like this whole network has to go after that
0: didn't they just rename it something they,
1: yeah it became NBC Sports yeah and they kept Liam McHugh yeah um uh, because he was on the show also along with Molly Caram. oh okay um so uh Liam and Molly are both doing really great things and I'm proud of of both of them and so it was the four of us hosting this show for a year and so that's how I got to know Jen no kidding yeah She's I I I like Jen I like she yeah I I like Jen and what is she doing now? She is doing comedy actually out what? in L A. and just you know doing other appearances and whatnot. So she like decided to do the comedian actor
0: thing. Wow, yeah, she does comedy. Okay, uh, how about a recordings for you? You got anything? Uh, yeah, to like, talk about there. Well, now, okay, so now.
1: You know, you just reminded me that I left my CDs at home. And I'm so angry that I left my CDs at home. Like I realized it after the flight was in the air. That I was like ah, damn it. Like that, that that was that was some good cigarette money right there <laughs> that, that I just punted on. Um but uh yeah, so it is about time for a new recording. I think that I have written enough material for a new recording. But I haven't had time to workshop it because okay. I've been bumping around with the sports stuff. So now I actually have the time to go around and do that stuff. And, you know, some, some of the stuff I was working on here tonight, coincidentally during check drop. So I was, just, I, was, I was just telling the host that, like, I need to – that can't happen. Like, I got to switch all that stuff. I was like, I can't have the new stuff doing the heavy lifting. Oh, okay. That's the worst when you're up there and you're like, crap, this is a new patch and this is not where I want to be doing in the right now. Interesting. Like, just, like, look around, and you start. I did a thing. I actually did a thing today where normally I'll take one really long break to talk to the crowd. I don't do it as like intermittently as I did it today. Okay. But that actually was a lot better because I was able to do it when I felt like I needed it. To try and buy some time, and that's kind of how I was able to get by it. But anyway, to answer your question, yeah, I have – I just need to, you know, get cranking. And, you know, fortunately out in New York, there's I'm able to get a lot of stage time, and a lot of my friends are still there from when I was there before. So they've been pretty cool about about throwing me up and allowing me to, to find, you know, to find it.
0: Nice. One uh, one other thing I want to ask you about before we wrap it up is uh, – I. You mentioned something in one of those videos I watched today on your Twitter feed. What the hell is black Twitter? Oh, yeah. So that's a question that's
1: been attempted to be answered a number of times. All black Twitter really
0: is... Am I an idiot for asking this? Or No. All black Twitter really is... is okay. Let is me it, think about is this. it an unanswerable question? Let me think about this.
1: <laughs> okay. So you know how Twitter has like a collective sense of humor. Mm -hmm. There's almost like this kind of like snarky sense of humor. That's like Twitter's sense of humor. Yeah. Facebook can be like slightly different. Instagram can be like slightly different. Instagram is like more meme heavy, but like Twitter has like this very specific sense of humor. So black Twitter started as black people on Twitter. Like it's like black people on Twitter, but they kind of built this community amongst themselves where they developed a unique voice like a a, like separate from what i'd say the general comedic or sense of humor is on twitter it's like something completely separate it's a it's a lot like um you know what you would call like a roast or like you know jonin we called it jonin like like it's a lot of making fun of stuff okay it's a lot of roasting stuff and it's you know, they play off of one another a lot. Like it's almost like being at the cafeteria and this table is just going at it. Like everybody's just going back and forth and that becomes black Twitter. And so you get these characters on black Twitter and they tweet an insane amount. Like I'm like tweeting has been part of my job since like 2009 and I've sent 27,000 tweets and there are people that presumably just work regular jobs that are on Black Twitter 200,000, 300,000, even four. I, like there's a couple people over 400,000 tweets. It doesn't seem possible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So that is the best way that I can describe Black Twitter. It's almost like the difference between a mainstream comedy club. And, like, you know, the, the black rooms, like the urban rooms, okay. you know, how that has a different sense of humor than, say, you might see on Comedy Central. And I'd say that's the difference between Twitter and black Twitter. Okay. I think I think
0: you did a good job. Mike Early, did you know what black Twitter was? I've heard a reference to it. Yeah. Social network
1: outside of the... Yeah. So because knew- the thing is... You a little stuff, bit more than me. So, on my Twitter trends... I'll change it sometimes, but for the most part it's just general United States trends. And occasionally black Twitter will drive something to trend for everybody and then I'll see it and I go to it and you look and you see these people you've never heard of or you've never seen before that have these followings on black Twitter and mm-hmm. have tweets that have thousands of retweets and thousands of likes mm-hmm. um, and that you just wouldn't have seen. Like One of the best examples was when ah uh, okay what happened i think yahoo sent out a tweet about the black navy yeah i remember that you remember that what? yeah you remember that where like i i forget what the tweet I, it was they sent out that, sorry they sent out either an erroneous tweet or an erroneous post like they screwed something up and they made and they basically launched this idea of a black navy okay unintentionally yeah and so Black Twitter grabbed onto that. Jumped all over it, yeah. And it spawned all of these black navy like memes and stuff <laughs> like the, the USS Lemon Pepper, <laughs> like for lemon pepper wings. <laughs> and then there was like people standing oh 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 like the coast guard like hey what are you doing in this part of the ocean? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. And it was just like one after another after another after another and they go and it's just it's Right, yeah, yelling we're also having one stuff up. Nice. It was it was really Oh, oh, my favorite one, the SS Deadass. <laughs> the SS
0: Deadass was my favorite. I love it. Uh, all right. I think I took up a lot of your time. Oh, yeah. Hey, you said I almost hit an hour. Look where we are right now. Oh, I got 11:11, man. I'm you make a wish. Make a I wish. I got 11:11. I'm looking at Me too. You know I'm looking You know who you're looking at is that number four? That's not ripping. No, he was eight. Number it's number 44. 44. Oh, it's John Riggins. John Riggins, Rigo. That's my dude. Yeah, yeah. John Riggins. Anything else you should be mentioning? Anything else planned or any um, acting you're gonna be in or? Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm
1: so I'm starting. I'm also starting a live show in uh, in New York with my buddy Robin, which is the laid-off thing as okay. well. I'm starting a series of digital videos. I originally called them Reese's rant and then I decided to acquiesce to everybody's request since for like the last 10 years and I was like you know what screw it I'm gonna call it Reese's peace everybody has said do it I'm like I don't want to get sued I don't want to get sued but I'm like if I say if I call it Reese's peace I think I can do that. I think I can get away with Reese's peace if it's me. Um and so I decided to call it Reese's peace and then I called uh my girlfriend really excited about yeah, I think I'm going with Reese's piece and I'm finally gonna do it. She's like, oh, I kinda like Reese's rant. And I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Uh-huh. But uh anyway, so You should marry her Yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh so I'm gonna be dropping those every day and obviously traveling. Okay. And um yeah, I that, that will keep me pretty
0: busy. Sounds like it. Yep. Right on. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for hanging out late and for doing this. And uh, for people who are, who are hearing this before uh, the Friday and Saturday shows, get off your ass and come down here and see a good show. It's going to be great. And if you sit up front, I'll be so good to you. Mike Early is the uh, is the MC, and he is freaking hilarious, he great is. joke writer, who does is. an awesome job on stage. And he's
1: playing Hurt this weekend, too.
0: Yeah. So he's giving you a little bit extra love. <laughs> Greg Coleman's working as well, and he's really good, too. Yep. Yep. All right, Reese, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Continued success, man. My pleasure, man. Now you got to give me advice. (laughs) It's your turn. That's off the mic.